Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. We're back for 2024. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. Menz, how are you? I'm going well, Bonds. I had a little bit of time off in there over Christmas. Uh, a little bit you... more low-key with me with a young one this year. Yeah, but you're working hard as well. I also was doing a bit with Adam White, Sports Day into Victoria as well, which was good fun. And uh, yeah, we, we had some really cool... We could spoke with Holger Rune, number four yes. in the world tennis player, which is really cool. So some good experiences there. But how's your last three weeks been? A little bit of time off? A little bit of time off. I've been doing some basketball with the Six. Sixers. Had a gr- couple of great wins over Sydney and Melbourne, which was fantastic to call with the big fella, Luke Schencher. So uh, no, and, and yeah, just, just, just putting the feet up for a couple of weeks. It's been good. Has been good. Hasn't the NBL for a little period there, just the ladder just flipped on itself. The Melbourne United gets beaten by the 36ers. Illawarra jumping up the table. Yep, the Bullers have got a win. It's been a very even season in the NBL. And the 36ers, four sellouts in a row and a record-breaking well crowd at uh, the Sydney game. Well done. Um, over 9,500 people. It's, it's Yeah, look, they're flying the club, even though they're on the bottom of the ladder, which sounds ridiculous. But they're going really well. But you can be part of the show as well. Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one three hundred seven three six seven three six or text in O four two seven one five four one double six. It's time for the box score for Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Um, let's have a look at the scores for the weekend, men's. We'll start with the Adelaide Strikers, who have booked their spot in the finals Woo-hoo! with a nine-wicket win over the Thunder last night. Off the back of four straight wins for the Strikers. The 36ers, you mentioned it, they beat Sydney, but then they fell to the Taipans up in Cairns. Boo. Adelaide United, they got the job done over Sydney FC 4-3. Another offensive attacking game, a really important win for United, who were equal with Sydney on the table heading into the game. Our Adelaide Giants swept the Sydney Blue Sox to lock up a home preliminary final series. And in the Australian Open, we're going to chat with Brett Phillips shortly, but Novak Djokovic, at 36 years of age, beat 18-year-old Prismic in four sets. It actually was a closer game than what most people thought. Watched a bit of that last night. He was impressive, uh, was. Prismic. He really was. And Novak, Novak, plenty of respect, but he also said after the game, it's like I was playing against myself. That's pretty good uh, <laughs> recognition. To the 18-year-old. You know what annoys me about the Joker? Yeah. Never gets a sweat up. Looks like he's just walked out on a court. Four sets, four sets later, Yep. just walking around as if he's done nothing. And it's incredible. He makes his defense look so easy. So just gets everything. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Um, Brett Phillips coming up very shortly. We'll have a chat to him as well. Um, uh, Adelaide United, the 4-3 win. Yep. Uh, Ibizuki scored a hat-trick. He did, and uh, Iren Kunda got on the score sheet as well. So good to see that, yeah, they started so well with those two big wins, 3-0 and 6-0, and then had a few hiccups. I spoke with Carl Viet last week about it, and he said, I think we're still playing well, and mentioned that they'd had 29 shots on target, or at goal, sorry, in the last game to eight. They just hadn't hit the score sheet, and 
Aaron Kunda's the other one that was interesting. I asked him about it, and I said he's started a lot of games on the bench this year. Is there a reason? Being? And he did say he is getting double teamed. He's getting targeted. Well, he hit the score sheet on the weekend, and Ibusuke, as you mentioned, Bonds, a hat trick. One player that's been up and down for United. Great to see, and maybe that will catapult them again back into that top six and some form in the latter half of the season. Now, you touched on the Giants. I was there yesterday. I called the game. You did call it, didn't you? Um, yeah, it was good fun. And uh, they smashed the Blue Sox over the over the four-game series. They won 4-0, 7-1, 14-3, So that's an aggregate of 29 runs to six across the four games. It's, it is a absolute shellacking. They, that's their second sweep uh, this it year, is. the Giants. They did the same thing against Perth earlier in the season, which when you look at the table is rather remarkable now because Perth's come home really strong. But you make a good point. Runs scored and runs against. There's an 87-run differential for the Giants this season. The next best in the league is 21, which is the Aces. So they have been dominant. They had a little blip in the middle of the season, yeah. but now on top, look like they'll finish on top as well, unless they lose all four games away yes, to the they Bandits. locked away a semi-final, home semi-final. Yep. They need to win one of the four games over the weekend against Brisbane to lock in top spot in a home Semi uh, home home final home final. At least they'll if get they the, they'll get to elect what which way they want to do it out of the three game series and hopefully go back to back. All right, not uh, far away is a Brett Phillips. Uh, we're just calling him now, and he is our man at the Australian Open. He is the SEN tennis guru, and you can hear him during the week uh, um, with all things tennis. Hey, Brett, uh, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. No, nice to chat to you guys. How you doing? Uh, good. Before we get into the tennis, I want to know, how do you stay awake for these two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not a coffee drinker. I never have been. So uh, people think that is uh, incredible how you survive with our coffee, but I've found a way for 30 years in this job. So I don't know, it's the adrenaline. I, I, I'm just, just coming out here to look at these fans who, um, you know, they've got some durability. You've got a bit of durability in you when you cover tennis because there's uh, sometimes no finishing line in sight. So you just roll up the sleeves and uh, take a deep breath, guys. All right, tell us about Jockic, uh, the joker last night. It was a really good hit out for him. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't harm him. Uh, let, let's say that. I mean, you've got to win the matches, obviously, to win the whole thing and you know, the men's game right now is pretty competitive. Uh, you don't get, uh, you know, <laughs> straight sets, comfortable sort of passages through, and it's almost like Djokovic wants one of these hit-outs in the first week just to warm him into the tournament. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this young guy uh, can play. Uh, we, we've known about him last year. We always mark down the, the young kids who win the junior Grand Slams and see how they sort of progress. Some don't make that, you know, natural transition into the pros, and... You know, I was down in the bunker last night when that match started. You know, we got a bird's eye view from where we sit. And uh, look at the yes, you know, solid, solid young lad. And, you know, a bit like Alcaraz and Runa, particularly in that lower core. I thought he's, um, you know, he's built for tennis. Yeah, he pushed Djokovic. He tested him. But, you know, Novak, any time he loses a tie break, which is not too often, mind you, uh, he's got that incredible ability just to reset the whole match. So, yeah, I mean, Alexi Popperin will now be his opponent. Uh, Alexi winning through uh, today. Uh, against fellow Aussie uh, Mark Polmans, which was to be expected. Uh, but, yeah, it's a tough assignment, certainly, for Pop. No, we'd love to have him have a deep run here. You're running into the 10-time uh, champion who's just about invincible on this court, but maybe Alexi can be the one that disrupts Djokovic 
you know, on Rod Laver Arena, Aussie crowd pumping in his corner. Who knows? He might be able to just rattle the cage a little bit. Yeah, it'll be a great watch either way, BP. I want to ask about a few of the other Aussies that have been in action. Christopher O'Connell, come back from two sets to one down to win in five, which was a really good win. Yep. Uh, you must have been pleased with that one and a few of the other Aussies that have been playing over the last 24 hours. Yep. Yeah, indeed. Look, he, uh, he looked gone for money, to be honest. Uh, Chris, he had to really pull out all stops. Garen was a you know former world number 18, so he could play. Not quite the player he was a few years ago, but yeah, that crowd, whatever it's worth, um, you know, played their part. And it's playing their part right now at Show Country because there's two Aussies playing just, uh, within my vicinity here. Alex Vugic and Jordan Thompson have uh, played two tie breaks for the pretty much dead uh, level in the third, so that's going to go for a little while. But it's, they do put all the Aussies and the you know, pretty boisterous sort of atmosphere. But, yeah, Chris was um, uh, terrific in that match. And obviously we had the heartbreak of Kubler last night, five hours. Dane Sweeney, great effort, 2.57 in the world on debut uh, to uh, take the world number 22, Sarondolo, to five sets. So he'll he'll be better for that experience. And, yeah, today has been a little bit of a mixed bag. Obviously we've got Demonor to come tonight, Popper and winning. Darius Seville on the ropes about to go down on John Kane Arena, so Omar Jasik will be up very shortly. Storm Hunter, what a great day for Storm. You know, great name. The world number one doubles player. Yes. But it was the uh, fifth time she tried to qualify for singles here, and she finally broke through. So, you want under Stormy. Uh, Taylor Preston, the young 18-year-old, she went out to Spilina. That's no surprise. But Taylor is going in the right direction. And, yeah, James Duckworth, unfortunately, bad at in five. So, our Aussie, our Aussie men have played some big matches so far, and uh, a couple have been victorious and won a couple of so. BP, we know you're a busy man. We'll let you go. Uh, thanks for spending some time. We'll check with you again across the tournament. Okay, good stuff. Thanks, guys. Thanks, BP. Brett Phillips, uh, SEN. Um, he is the busiest own. man. He, oh, incredible. Incredible. He was brought to us by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's The Good Oil, thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Is it the Strikers and Giants just making the finals? Without a doubt it is. So the Strikers, four games ago, looked completely gone. Didn't look like we were any hope of making the finals. We're actually on the bottom of the table. Yes. This time. So the strikers, an incredible effort to make it now. We're going to have to play against the Sixers or the Scorchers, so it will be tough mm-hmm. and away as well. But we saw the Brisbane Heat get on a run last year, so there's still – and the form that Matt Short is in at the moment, he's taking the game away from every opposition. So great news. The Giants, again, have been the best team so far this season in the ABL. They were last year as well. I don't know. Do you reckon that, that mid-season slump, do you reckon players are just like, we're going really well, you can't stay up all year? Yes. Is there a bit of that? Yeah, I think a little bit of that. Um, and look, they are, Chris Adamson's got them pumping at the right time. They'll go up to Brisbane, they'll get the win they need, and then they'll get a uh, lot. I, I, I can't see him not going back to back. Agree. I think, the again, when you talk about their run differential, it's so much more superior over everyone else. They play well at home, and they should have the home series for the prelim. We know they have, but then also the finals. Question, if they, they play Brisbane, they've got to beat them in one of the four games to lock up that yes. home grand final, at least two of the three games. Yep. If they win the first game, do they rest a few of the players second, third, fourth game? Probably. Yeah, he's very he's, he rotates the players very well. Did it again on Sunday, took Quincy out late in the game. Um, Liam Spence come out early in the game. Yep. 
So I, I think, yeah, he's he rotates them really well. Some good motivation Tank. there. Guys, yeah. if you can win the first one, you can put the feet up for the rest and, of the weekend. And get your tickets for the finals, people. Because, it. uh, yeah, it's a great night out. That was the good oil thanks to Cobham Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Men's, we've got some tickets to give away to the Adelaide Oval Test. The iconic Adelaide Oval Test starts this Wednesday. Search cricket tickets to get your seats. We've got uh, to give away a double pass to day two and a two doubles for day three. And uh, that will go to either the best text or best caller we get between now and the end of tomorrow's show. That will. And so, again, it doesn't matter that it's the West Indies. We know that the test match here in Adelaide, there's not, I don't know if there's a better ground in the world to watch cricket at. No, there isn't. So get along. Send us in a text on 0427-154-166. It's got a couple of big segments coming up. Big show. Lloyd Pope joining us as well. Thanks to Saka. Join the finals-bound Adelaide Strikers in their quest for glory. Top seven, thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. And the hat trick, all thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. This is the summer edition of Sports ASA. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Bonds and men's with you on this glorious Monday. It's a beautiful day out there. You can be part of the show as well on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, one 736 736 or text in on 0427-154-166. Men's, it's time for your top seven. Kia, Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9. Sports Day SA. It's the final countdown. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Men's, what do you got for us in your top seven today? I've gone with... In the, I guess, wake of Aaron Finch retiring yes. and Matt Short's scintillating form at the moment in the Big Bash, I've gone with the top seven best BBL players of all time. Nice. Well, this will be hard to pick too. Great point. I actually found this very difficult and have left some really good names out that could have easily been in the top seven. I will get to them at the end because I don't want to give away who is in then who's not. But we'll start at number seven and I've got Darcy Short at number right. seven. Now, recent form. Probably doesn't warrant him being in the top seven. But this is a man who, for the Hobart Hurricanes, was player of the tournament twice. Yes. Across the 12-year format. I don't know if anyone else has actually done that. Consecutively, we will see it this year with Matt Short, I believe. And he ended up playing for Australia on the back of those and two couple of years. Without doubt, great, great point. And he hasn't bowled a lot of late, but he was he, he was very good with the ball for the yeah. Hurricanes for a period there. He averages 35. He's, he's hit just under 3,000 runs in the Big Bash, which has him fourth overall on the Big Bash most run scorers in the competition. So that's why I've got Darcy Shaw at number seven. At number six, I've gone with Glenn Maxwell. Now, he is just behind Darcy Shaw when it comes to total runs. He's 50 runs behind him. Uh, he averages a tick under what Darcy does at 34, but his strike rate is 150. He also has taken wickets, and I just think he's had a major impact on games. Although the Stars, and he was at the Renegades for a mm. short period, haven't had the success they'd like, he's been one of the absolute shining lights. He's the reason people come through the gates too. Without doubt. So now at number five, I've found this guy really tricky to place. He could have been anywhere in the list. He could have missed because he hasn't played as many games as this other these other six players in the top seven. It's Rashid Khan. Rashid Khan, oh. 69 matches. You think he's too low, don't you? A little bit, yeah. Well, this is the thing. He's played 69 matches. When I get to the top four, they've all played 100. So he's played 69 matches. 
He has taken a total of 98 wickets. He has, by far, the best average in the top 20 in the most wickets in the Big Bash at 17.5. His economy rate is 6.44. So t- statistically, and what he's done to games, he could easily be at the top, but it's just longevity for mine. He hasn't okay. done it for as long. He actually only came to the strikers in 2017. Yes. The Big Bash started in 2011. Yeah, but 2017 is a long time ago too. It is, but he for the first six years, which these other players have played in, it wasn't there. Look, we'll discuss this maybe and, off air, but go on. No, text in 0427 144 166. Have I got Rashid Khan too low? Maybe with two boys here in Adelaide. But okay. maybe he's too low. I've got him at five, which means that at number four, I've got AJ Ty. He has been majority of his career at the Perth Scorch. He's actually started at the Sydney Thunder. Now, he has taken 155 wickets. That's 57 more wickets than Rashid Khan. Yes, his average is 19.45, which is second best to Rashid Khan yes. out of all the bowlers in the top 20. Yes. Um, he's made a few runs, not that many, but no, for, he's a bowler. What, for what he's done for the Scorchers, and he's also taken two hat-tricks in the Big Bash, which there's not many other players that could say that. So Definitely got, should be in the top seven. Yeah, I've got AJ Ty at four, which means that it brings me to the top three, and this was tough. Uh, I've put... And I've mixed this one up and chopped and changed. I'm going to go with Aaron Finch at number three. He's just retired. He played in the Big Bash for the duration, 2011 to 2024. He hit 3,311 runs, which is second in the history of the Big Bash. He went an average of 35. His strike rate was a tick over 130. Uh, He has done some amazing things for the Renegades. And it's one that, again, is Finch too high? Is he too low? I found him really hard to place. Yeah. Yeah, not sure. Keep going. So that's my number three is Aaron Finch, which leads me to number two. I love watching this guy play, except for when he plays against the strikers. It's Sean <laughs> Abbott. Sean Abbott's taken 161 wickets, the most in the history of the Big Bash. At an average of 20, he bowls in the death overs and his economy rates just over eight. So you'd expect him to go for a few. But he's also hit 600 runs, which is it puts him in the top 70 overall, effectively. So he's not only done it with the ball, he's done it with the bat. And I think he's been a major reason or the biggest reason why the Sixers have had such success in this competition. Move on. Oh, not happy with Sean Abbott at two, which leads me to the number one. And without a doubt, you can't argue with me on this one. Well, you can, but you're wrong. It's Chris Lynn. <laughs> it is Chris, Chris Lynn. Chris Lynn, 3,725 runs. Now, that is 400 more than Finch and 800 more than the, the next most, which is John O'Wells, who's in third position. He has gone an average of 36 and a half, but this is the thing. His strike rate is 149, but the stat that stands out the most, and this will drive it home for everyone, is... The second most amount of sixes hit by a player in the history of the Big Bash is 118. Chris Lynn has hit 194 sixes in the history of the Big Bash. He is, without a doubt, the best player in the history of the Big Bash. I love it, men's. Uh, you disagree on a few, which is I, good. I do. Look, I, I'm, I'm not a Sean Abbott fan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had him in the... I probably wouldn't have had him in the top seven. Wow. But Rash is definitely a better player than Abbott. And should, and no, that's not the question. Has, no, he has a better... No, look, you said you're picking the best all time. In the history of the Big Bash. Not, yeah. not, not think, what they are or how they are as a bowler or a batter. Rash is in the top three best players that have ever played in the Big Bash. He is in the best players, but I'm talking about his actual statistics and what he's done for well, the longevity of it. You didn't say statistically they're the best. No, you're no. all time. Yeah, but I'm not putting Steve <laughs> Smith in there or David Warner because they no, haven't played enough. Correct. So I what I'm saying that is that over the 14-year period compared to Rash's seven, mm-hmm. I think he's done more because he's played for a lot longer. I, I agree with most of that. I Ty definitely, Finch definitely, Linny, yep. uh, Maxi, Darcy Short, two-time player of the tournament. 
I agree with all of that. Um, Sean Abbott's just the one that I, I, don't, and, I don't, I wouldn't have. And, and, that, that's, and that's why we can have different gonna, opinions. No, no, it's great. Yeah. We, we agree too much, I think. So I it's, think it's sometimes, good yeah. that uh, you see this one completely differently and probably everyone out there might think I'm wrong on this too. The top seven was brought to us by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass. Only on design. Visit nflgamepass.com.au. Stay with us. More of the summer edition of Sports ASA straight after this. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you for Just Quality Home Improvements. The open line's one 736 736 or text in 0427 uh, Just Quality Home Improvements. They are experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restorations. Um, men's, we've got one of the, our strikers coming up. Um, Popey's going to speak to us, Lloyd Pope. And he's thanks to the Sacker get to Adelaide over on Wednesday for day one of the opening test uh, against the West Indies. Not the wet Indies, as it's written here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> the West Indies. It's maybe because of all the rain we've had, but we're going to be fine with the test here in Adelaide. There will be no rain that will delay any of that, which is great. But you mention it, not just one of the strikers, The I think they're calling him the difference at the moment. He has played in the last four games, and we've won all four. Was a player of the match last night against the Thunder. Lloyd Pope is in some sensational form, and we're going to chat with him now. Four for 22, and welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Popey, Lloyd Pope, welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, mate. Look, thanks for joining us after what is a, a really good run from you guys. You've won the last four. Great win over the Thunder. Things look like they're all falling into place as we're entering the finals. Is there a, a real confidence around the group after last night's win? Yeah, definitely. I don't think just after last night's win either. I think the cricket we've been playing for the last four games has been uh, really, really good, obviously winning them all. So um, we've, we're doing it up the top with the bat and, and with the ball as well. So I think we've got we've got a few blokes leaving now, so we're going to have some, some spots to fill. But I think the squad's in a really good place and obviously momentum something that's really important in the T20 format. Lloyd, just on that, let us know who the players are leaving because it's always difficult to keep track with the Big Bash and the ins and outs with all the different tournaments. So what impact yeah, yeah. will it have on the strikers coming to the finals? Who are we going to lose? Uh, so uh, Jamie Overton and Adam Hose are leaving and Chris Lynn's leaving as well, but he's been injured the last couple of games, as you know, with weather's coming in. Um, so that spot's probably already been taken. Uh, he's Weathers has been batting beautifully, which I'm so happy about. Um, it's great to see him making runs. So, yeah, we're going to have to find um, spot for Adam Hose and Jamie Overton, which could be tough because they're two pretty damn good players. They are two very good players. I mean, Jamie Overton's leading the wicket takers in this year's Big Bash with 16 wickets. He's been a real surprise, I guess, for the Strikers fans, but also your group. So he'll go and Hose, who... Bobby hasn't had to bat as much because you mentioned, how's that top of the batting order at the moment? With Matt Shaw, he's probably going to go back-to-back player of the tournaments. Darcy's been pretty good. And you mentioned it, Weatherall's come in for Lynn. The batting lineup is going as well as it we probably ever have, to be honest. Oh, mate, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, for someone like Chris Lynn to go out of the team at number three after making all of those runs and then 
Weather's first game in, 80 off 30, and surely, I can't remember what he made, it was probably like 50 off 40 again. <laughs> um, they've just been so good up the top, um, and surely keeps winning tosses as well, so we keep we keep chasing, and he just goes out there and belts him, doesn't he? He does, 74 again last night, yeah. and uh, Weather, as you mentioned, 47 yep. not out. Uh, what about your your personal form, uh, Lloyd? You, you took Wicket's last game, and you took four for 22 last night. Is it? Good to be back in the BBL, and especially, I think you look a little bit better in the blue than the pink. <laughs> My parents have said that, actually. They said they're much more happy to had on than the pink one, especially Dad. Um, no, nah, but, yeah, it's been it's been great. Like, I, I love the competition. It's so much fun. Like, it, it's such a um, surreal feeling playing in front of thousands of people, um, especially at the Adelaide Oval as well. I've said... Numerous amount of times. That's my favourite place to play cricket in the world, um, and it's such a nice place to play. So um, it's been it's been a dream come true, really. Like it's been like a whirlwind, and it all happened really, really quickly. But I'm just glad that I've sort of done all right and shown, uh, well, taken some wickets, I guess, and shown the selectors that have picked me some um, some promise, which has been nice. Yeah, it is good. Now you mentioned Matt Short. Men's mentioned how well he's going, and he's clearly the number one batter in the competition. But I want to ask you what he brings as a captain and how uh, how the guys respond to Matt Short as captain. Um, he's really, really just like calm and collected. Um, that's probably the biggest thing for me. Whenever he throws me the ball, um, I guarantee there's probably a million things going on in his mind. But whenever he comes up and chats, it's all really simple messages. Um, and then he also just leads, with the, leads from the front with his performances as well. It's hard. Like that's a big thing for a captain to do as well, I don't think. Um, him getting the leadership's really slowed him down at all. It's probably even made him better, which is a testament to him. It is a testament to him. Now, Lloyd, on to your bond. Bond's asked you about it. I want to ask you about last night when the eighth wicket fell at 139 and then the ninth wicket, and uh, <laughs> it was a hat-trick delivery for you. I know. Um, managed to get a few on the stumps, which was nice. Um, so what was the thoughts it's, it's, it's then finally... bowling that hat-trick ball? Was it get it on the stumps or what, what was going through the mind? Yeah, exactly the same thing. I think we put, um, Shorty was like, do you want to slip? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Ended up putting one in. And then I was like, oh, I'll go big double bluff and just try and rip one through the gate. But <laughs> ended up pitching a bit too wide. But I got, I think I got him the next ball anyway. So all's well that ends well. Yeah, no, <laughs> you did. And again, bowling sensationally. Uh, we were going through a little bit earlier about uh, some of the best players in the history of the Big Bash. And Rashid Khan was one that was mentioned that has taken a hat trick in if you had have got that, you would have joined him in that elusive group. And while I'm on that, I just want to mention that you've come in and Cam Boyce has come in to effectively replace Rashid and the the partnership that you've now got in the team, but also Cam's form in this big bash. Yeah, um, Boyce has been great to work with. I haven't had the pleasure of working with him much in the past, unfortunately, but he's such an interesting bowler. I think um, when you're watching on TV and people are going, well, why why is it? Why is he bowling at 70Ks now yeah. and everyone else bowls at 100? And I'm thinking the same thing. And then just talking to him about the ins and outs of the game, he's so clever with the way he bowls. And um, it, it, it'd be interesting to see if I can learn some of that and put it into my game because I reckon that's a really good skill to have. So just on that, you mentioned that he bowls at 70Ks now. So do you watch that and go, I'm going to practice that, I'm going to try that? Or do you go, no, I've tried that and it doesn't work? Like what? Because a lot of people do think that. How does that work? He bowls so slow. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I've talked to some of the batters about it and they find it really hard 
um, to just play him from the crease because he's so consistent. Um, he lands it on such a good length every time. Um, so people go, oh, I have to run down the wicket or I have to do something else. And then by the time they've thought about all of that, he's bowled four overs and he's got two for 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's something definitely that um, I can look at and probably not going to bowl all my balls at 70Ks now, but I might try land a few there and just change it up. But yeah, he's definitely really interesting because he's got that point of difference. He certainly does. Now, we, we've made the finals, but we don't know who our opposition is going to be. The, the Scorchers take on the Sixers tomorrow night in Perth. Now, the loser of that game will host the Strikers in an elimination final. So you'll obviously be tuning into that game. And uh, do you want to play against your former club or you you're okay with whichever way it goes? Uh, I'm okay with whichever way it goes. To be honest, there's there's no bad blood at the Sixers at all. I'd love to I'd love to play against them. That'd be fun. And SCG's a, a good place for spin to play, but also like bowling at um, Optus Stadium as well. It's really long square, so no, it'd be an interesting game. And they're both really good teams, so it's not going to be an easy win either way. So let's all we just hope that we can keep this from momentum rolling forward. Now, Popey, part of the reason you've been selected by the Strikers is your form in Premier Cricket this year. You've taken 41, uh, 40 wickets at 21, uh, absolutely flying at grade level. Do you think you're bowling as well as what you have? Uh, yeah, I reckon the last 18 months I've come along really nicely. I've just been working on a few different things with my action and trying to bowl a little bit differently as well with the um, advice from some of the, the coaches as well. So I think the ball's probably coming out the best it has in a long time, which is nice. Um and it's, it's been going really well for the last year or so, as I said, but it's nice to just get those opportunities. And Dizzy, Jason Gillespie's been really good with it. He, he says, oh, we, like, we'd back you in and, and all of that. So I think it's just a matter of time just to get some opportunities. But it um, obviously got one for the strikers, which was really nice, and managed to grab a couple of wickets. So hopefully they stay in the team, which is good. Is the focus for you after this tournament to get a few Shield games before the end of the year? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd love to play every Shield game and every one day and every T20. I just love playing cricket. So <laughs> I just want to be in all of the teams. But um, that is the goal. But if that doesn't happen, that's okay. But just try and keep putting my hand up. As you said, just keep playing keep playing great cricket for Kenzie, which is a great club as well. Try and get them to a, a back-to-back flag. So, Lloyd, what's the next few days look like? The games come around pretty quickly in the Big Bash with the final for us is uh, on the weekend and then again, if we can make it and keep going through, then you're going to play a handful of games in a handful of days. What's the preparation? I guess recovery now, but also preparation into the next few days. Yeah, so we obviously, we flew home from Canberra today. Um, we obviously, like if we lost that game, we're out. So we didn't have really anything planned because it was sort of player by ear scenario. So um, I'm sort of waiting for our calendar to be updated, but it's a day off today and um, I, I think it's a day off tomorrow and then we'll get into some training and then either leave to, to Perth or Sydney, I think. But, I th- yeah, I have to wait till it gets updated because, yeah, the big dogs will let me know where to be. <laughs> <laughs> Popey, what do you do away from cricket? What do you like to do to de-stress from, uh, from cricket? Pretty common answer. I, I love playing golf at the moment, actually. Ah. Um, try and take the sticks around a little bit, but uh, that's a relatively recent thing, which has been fun. It, it, it's funny how all the cricketers play golf when cricket takes up nine hours and then you've got <laughs> golf that takes up another four or five. But yeah, everyone everyone seems to be really annoyingly good as well. So I've, I've got to get got to get my handicap a bit lower. Which is at the moment. 
Uh, it's around 12. I haven't played oh, okay. in a while, so it's probably more like 20. <laughs> <laughs> Popey, it's been uh, great fun chatting with you. Congratulations on your form in the last couple of games, and best of luck in the finals. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Popey. Lloyd Pope from the Strikers. Jeez, he's bowling well. He's bowling very well, and I asked him about the partnership with Cam Boyce. Cam Boyce has had an unbelievable tournament so far, and we were worried as Strikers supporters, and I'm sure the Strikers group would have been concerned that when Rashid Khan went, what's the options? We've got a couple, but no one can bowl as good as Rashid Khan, can they? I mean, these no. guys are doing a, a tremendous job filling the void, and we haven't, uh, we've had a jam-packed show, so we haven't actually really been able to get into the Big Bash too much, but we might go to last night and the finish of the game last night, uh, which is the win on the final ball against the Thunder. Hatcher in again, short on strike, whips down the leg side, it beats the keeper, and it'll roll down to fine leg ever so slowly. And that four signals the Adelaide strikers making up the remaining final spot in Big Bash 13. Johnny Donahue doing uh, some of his finest work for SEN. And um, Lloyd Pope was brought to us by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au, Mens. Yeah, so Sydney Thunder last night, 140 we bowled them out for, which when you look at their lineup, you had a look at the top, you're pretty concerned when you see Alex Hales, David Warner, Camp Bancroft been making runs. Ollie Davies is a very dangerous player as well. You know that Ross as well can just hold up an end. So to bowl them out for 140, you knew we were always in the box seat and then the strikers chased it down one for 141. So four wins on the trot, probably well up there with the most informed team in the competition. The Brisbane Heat currently hold that with the top spot. But things are going very well at the moment. Off the back of Jake Weatherill coming in and replacing Chris Lim, Matt Short's form has been sensational. We might actually have a listen to Ryan Harris on Matt Short's form, who just is, everything he's doing at the moment is turning into gold. His cricket is just going on another level. I mean, he hits the ball so crisp. It, it, it flies off the bat. It's, he hasn't missed at all this year. The, the shots that he plays, he'd be so hard to bowl to. I mean, he hits good balls for six. Um, it's just amazing. It really is amazing what he is doing, and he's taking games away from the opposition at the moment, and uh, Lloyd said it there. He's won the toss, so he's been able to put teams in first and chase it down with relative ease. He's been outstanding, clear and and clearly the best uh, batter in the competition. Locked in a finals berth. That's the most important. And it also, it's just nice to nudge the Melbourne Stars out of the four as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, the Melbourne teams haven't had the greatest success in the Big Bash. The Stars, how many tournaments have they won again? Uh, zero. That's correct. Um, so we'll play either the Scorchers as... as or the sixes, as you mentioned during that interview with Lloyd Pope. Uh, you can go back and listen to the podcast of that as well. Just search for Sports ASA and you'll find that there. Um, so just on Matt Shaw. Yeah. So he was the player of the tournament last year yes. in the Big Bash, and he will be the player of the tournament again this year. Without question. Because if you look at the run scorers from last tournament, he was clearly the number one. In this tournament, 509 runs Matt Shaw has hit at an average of 72. That is more than 200 runs more than the second most in the competition, and yep. that's Chris Lynn. Yep. So there, it's without doubt he will be the back-to-back player of the tournaments, and it has to bode well for him potentially opening for Australia in the T20 in the upcoming World Cup. It just has to do it. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't see any reason why. Well, there's, there's a few good players the, around, <laughs> around the country, but... Um, one of his teammates will be one of the other guys that will be up the trap, will be probably yes. opening. David Warner will put his hand up. Steve Smith is a few... 
But um, there's a few. There is. It's a great question and selection for the Aussie selectors, which they've had with the Test series, and now with the upcoming World Cup, they'll have a few headaches too, which are good problems to have. It's a bit of news going around uh, men's just in in footy circles with a couple of well, a Crows player and a potential power player sign, re-signing contracts. Uh, Mitch Hinge re-signed with the Crows. Let's have a listen. I need to consistently play at a high level now. It's not it's not just trying to make the team and um, and this and that. It's obviously performing at a higher level and um, and bringing the other boys along with me. We've got um, a, a young, exciting, emerging kind of talented list coming through. So that puts a smile on my face and uh, and obviously I have a role in that to kind of you know help bring that young talent on. Mitch Hinge, they're talking about his contract extension and taking his game to another level, being a bit more consistent. He's 25 years of age now. He's played the 43 AFL games since 2017 when he made his debut. So he was at the Lions for four years and only played the three AFL games in mm. that time, whereas since being at the Crows since 2021, he's played the 40 games. So he's just starting to, I reckon last year, he really consolidated I his th- spot Yeah, in the team. I think it was not a breakout year, but certainly consolidated his spot off halfback. And that's why he's got the contract extension and that's why he said he's got to he's got to continue now and bring other guys along and really have a solid patch for I guess he's 25 he, he could have another 8 9 years at the level. He could and uh, Kane will be unhappy because uh, Todd Marshall is <laughs> about to sign a long-term contract and SEN SA's own Tom Morris had this to say about it. Well, Todd Marshall was said to be one of the most sought-after free agents at the end of 2024, but he's going to be off the market soon. He's going to sign a deal, a long-term deal of at least four years, which will lock him into Port Adelaide until at least the end of 2028. He'll be almost 30 by the time he comes out of contract. All parties expect this deal to be done before round one at the absolute latest. Tom Morris, they're talking about Todd Marshall and his contract extension. I mean, they had to do it. You've got Charlie Dixon, who is in his latter years. Injury prone. Well, and has had some trouble with his body. Mitch Giorgiardi is the same thing in terms of injuries. Uh, Jeremy Finlayson, he will turn 28 next month. So effectively, Todd Marshall, at the age of 25, it makes sense that he's the one that's going to be there for the longest period. He's still only played the 97 games. He's 138 goals since he debuted in 2017. So the upside is definitely there for Todd and, It'll be like Mitch Hinge. He's got to really take his game to that extra level now and bring a few others along for the power. Yeah, I agree. Um, men's, it's a Clayton Oliver. Um, he's had an interesting four, off, six months, three six months, months yeah, twelve months. Yeah. What are you? What are your thoughts on Clayton? Oh, there's. I think we're there's a bit of smoke around it. That tells you there's something something not right. Now, I I spoke with Adam White about this last week and mentioned that. You worry and you, you hope that his mental health is first and foremost, and that's what it's got to be. If he's going to hospital and he's got these issues, then there's something clearly not right, and you just hope that he's got a good support network around him that can help him and put him in a really a much better position than what he currently is. But it's going to be talked about. This will be one of the most talked – he'll be one of the most talked about players over the next 12 months, whether he does good or bad. And you just hope that he actually gets back and he's back at training and playing this year because you don't know where his career or where his – Football life is in a month, two months, or even six months. No, it's going to be a, a watch across the whole country, it will be. I think. Um, but this is what Clayton Oliver had to say on Saturday. How are you feeling? Good to see you back at the club? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm actually not allowed to say anything. Oh, yeah, but I'm going good. Planning to return to training sometime soon? Uh, yeah, I hope so. 
Hopefully, be good. Just trying to get fit again. Um, yeah, usual things. But yeah, boys going well. Everyone's fit. It was good to see them flying. So yeah, hopefully join in. Yeah, whenever I'm whenever I'm ready. Re- really didn't want to have a chat, did he? No, he didn't. And that's a directive from the club and from his manager and from the people around him. It's just simply. Don't don't feed this, I guess, media cycle or storm, which is obviously what's going on around him at the moment. Just get everything right and, as you said, hopefully get fit again. I did like how he tried to say the boys are going well and yeah. speak about the boys in that. They're going well. Yeah, no worries. Um, time for the hat trick. Your local tyre power. Big, no, this isn't right either. Big January deals are on. <laughs> Not December deals. Big January deal sales are on now. Get 443 on Toyo Tyres. It's time for the hat trick. Now, if you haven't heard our hat trick before, we give you a forgettable moment from the weekend. Um, and if you don't know, now you know, and it is what it is. So, Men's, would you like me to go first? or do You, you, you can like... start first. What's your forgettable moment, My Bons? forgettable moment, and 36 fans will agree with me, is the final quarter of the game against Cairns. Uh, they should have won this game by 15 points, 20 yep. points. They let Cairns back into the game. They were leading by 13 points just before three-quarter time, 10 points at three-quarter time. They ended up uh, going down. Um, DJ Vasilovic had a shot to win the game. Went to overtime and they and they lost 111 to 101. Um, it was just a bad loss after two really good wins. So, question: Has this cost them a chance of making the playoffs? I don't think they were going to probably make the six anyway. But no, they would have had to win. Well, yep. well they got to win. They got to win all their remaining games. So you never know. But yep. it's going to be tough it, now. It is. It is, and that's definitely a forgettable moment for the 36ers. Mine is Aaron Finch making a duck in his last game. His career. It's definitely not forgettable. His last game will be forgotten, but his career won't be. It wasn't the way he wanted to go out. What a great career, though. But to make a duck, you would have loved to see him make 10, 20, or a half century. We hope to forget it because no one forgets that Bradman made a duck in his last wow, inning. that's too. also a good comparison. <laughs> All right. If you don't know, now you know. Matt Short is the best T20 opener in Australia, and he must open the batting for Australia in the next World Cup. And we've gone through his record. You said before it was 209 runs at, at 72. His strike rate's 150. Yep. He, he has to open for Australia. That's a great point. What is also great is when we do this show and we don't compare notes beforehand and we don't go over things and it's all off the cuff. It's prepared, but we don't tell each other what we're thinking because my, if you don't know, now you know, reads exactly as this says. Matt Shaw is the most informed T20 cricketer in Australia right now and therefore should open the batting for Australia. Well, there you go. So we agree on something, Matt. We do completely agree on that. And yeah. I think everyone who's watched the Big Bash this year or even last year when he was also the player of the tournament would agree. Did you go through his scores? I didn't, but there's... 82, yep. 55, 8... 56, 74, 76 not out, 45, 39, 74 not out. That eight's not good enough, really, is it? It's poor. He had one bad innings. <laughs> poor bloke. All right, it is what it is. There will be no test cricket on the weekend oh. due to the test starting on Wednesday. I can't see this test going into four days, but it is what it is, Ben. I think that's a great call. I really do. I think the game is going to finish in the last session on day three. Yeah, it might creep into day four, but again, you're not going to get a lot of cricket on Saturday, which is disappointing for the Adelaide fans, but it's a bit of a one-off. It 
maybe. We'll wait and see. We'll give him a chance, the West Indies, but I think you might be right. It is what it is. I'm glad I could write this down and could now say it. The Cowboys are pretenders. I've called it a few times on this show. They were smashed today. If you have a look at the scores, you'll see the Cowboys lost to Green Bay at home, 48 to 32. Oh, yeah, they lost by 16. wasn't too bad. No, they were down 27 to 0. They were never in this game. Fans were booing. It's interesting to see what happens with the coach and everyone else there. But the Cowboys, their season is done off the back of a horrific loss to the Green Bay Packers today. Yes, men's well done for you. You called that weeks and weeks ago. And uh, good luck to your blokes tomorrow as well. Come um, on, Eagles. The hat trick was brought to you by Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work. Uh, men's, it's been fun. It's been good to be back. It, it is good to be back. It's uh, We're able to go through a few things here in Adelaide. The box score, everything about Adelaide sport, and we bring that to you, and it's, it's good to be back. The big bash on tonight. The game's obviously not going to matter for the strikers. We would have had to wait and see what happens with the uh, Stars and the Hurricanes, but we got the win. So both these teams are playing for nothing tonight. That's it. Mm. Doesn't matter. Go strikers. See you tomorrow, everyone.